0: Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil.
1: Hi, and I'm Libby. Top of the
0: afternoon to you, Libby. Happy
1: St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day. It's Friday.
0: Thank God.
1: And it's St. Patrick's Day. And you have a green scarf. Yes, it is. Um, I have one kind of funny St. Patrick's Day story. Okay. So when I used to work for Four Seasons, my first director of food and beverage, his name was Aiden Field, and he was, like, from Ireland. And it was written... (laughs) In his contract, that he had every Saint Patty's Day off
0: and the day after.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, he would always show up for work the day after. And we we're like, Toe "What up. are you doing?"
0: Toe but like, they up. would
1: have this like big limo situation, pick all the guys up, and they'd start at like eight a.m. Mm-hmm. So, Aiden, <laughs> I hope you're having a good time. He's in Boston now, so. I bet he's feeling
0: nice. Oh, I bet he's feeling real cute right, right now. That's um, right.
1: So, happy St. Patrick's yes, Day. Yes,
0: happy St. Patrick's Day. Eileen Ford was Irish and she yeah. sent me a St. Patrick's Day card that. every year in the she mail. She did. And it was always something really, really funny. R.I.P. R.I.P. Eileen, I. I, I hope, Eileen, I hope you're a jolly on a, good time. On a lush green hill in Ireland, heaven's version of Ireland, of course sitting she in a is. big old patch of four leaf clovers. Of
1: course, she is.
0: And so <laughs> being that it's St. Patrick's Day yes. people think of drinking. That's the first thing mm. well, the people we know. Uh, let me qualify <laughs> well, that.
1: That would be every day. Most um, of you but definitely on St. Patrick's Day.
0: Friends who listen to us are right, right there with that. <laughs> and whiskey is the drink of the Irish. This is right? correct. Never mind green beer. No,
1: no, <laughs> no, no, no. Who
0: wants a green beer? No.
1: Nope.
0: So we have a very special guest today. We do. We have with us Mike Raymond. Welcome. Thank you.
1: Hi, Mike. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm
0: great. Good, thanks for
1: being here. Yes. Thanks for
0: having me. This is the man. The the whiskey whiskey man. man. He owns Reserve 101. Correct. Speaking of the four seasons, it's across the street. That is correct.
1: And there was many a day where we would walk over and stumble back.
0: I was going to say, walk over (laughs) and crawl back. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Um, It was our little spot when we needed to have a little after work cocktail or two. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool place. It's really cool. It's a corner of, is that Caroline? Caroline and Dallas. Caroline and Dallas. Okay.
0: People come from all over the world to experience your whiskey brands. They do
2: uh, We're very fortunate that uh, we've been listed as one of the top whiskey bars in the US uh, internationally in the world so uh, we are one of I think 20 in the US that and is so cool. One of 200 in the world so
1: So is this because of the brands that you carry?
2: The brands that we carry, uh, our education side of doing things, how we serve whiskey. um, Like the proper way. Well, listen, the proper way is (laughs) is in your glass and then in your mouth. But um, but we are able to spend a lot of time not only uh, with training our staff, but then helping people through um, how to find the right whiskey for them. Okay. Uh, what makes us unique to a lot of bars is that we really break things down to flavors okay. instead of uh, territories. So we take an opposite approach of most people. So, Gotcha. Most people look at things in terms of, oh, you like Irish whiskey, here's another Irish whiskey. Okay. We really think about what people like in terms of flavor. And uh, personally, I find that anything that we consume uh, through our mouth is going to be similar to eating. So right. if, mm-hmm. if you're point. at a restaurant and you order, you know, oh, I feel like X, Y, Z, well, you look for that on the menu. When it comes to alcohol, most people don't do that. They just say, oh, well, I know this. You know, last night's a perfect example. We had a private party for for a convention group in town. And, you know, a lot of these people are there because they have to for their job. Mm-hmm. They are not may, may not be big drinkers, which yeah. I know is hard to believe. and. Now they're in front of a bartender saying, what would you like? And they just get this look of fear over their eyes. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. And they, the first thing that pops in their mind is like. like a mojito or oh, okay. a lemon drop martini or whatever. <laughs> because that's they probably just saw a commercial with it in it. Sure. And um, more than anything, they feel very uncomfortable in that environment because all of a sudden something's now been pressed upon them and whiskey can be the same way whiskey it can be very intimidating with the names of the brands definitely and not understanding things
0: so it intimidates me i wouldn't know what to order well you'd order whatever alcohol you saw right i would think I, but. i'm coming to reserve 101 and <laughs> We'll have it all worked out beforehand. <laughs> yeah. After You'll you make me look here. good.
1: Yeah. Your Tito's rocks on the side. <laughs> uh uh-uh, not there. I'm going to have some whiskey. <laughs> you are?
2: Yes. And you brought some today. I did bring some whiskey. I f- thought it would be rude of me not to bring some whiskey. I oh, appreciate you. You know, you don't want to talk about whiskey. We have
1: a rule. We usually do pods on um, th- Tuesdays at 11:30, which kind of lends itself to drinking, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we have, have a, a rule hair about. about hair the fr- dog, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's Friday at the in hour, especially right. in St. Paddy's Day, we're going to have a drink.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, so, tell us some of the whiskey, like, different, I mean, like...
0: Well, I want to hear about the one you brought, because okay. I think it has a really interesting story that ties to Houston.
2: It does. So, uh, this company, uh, Nepo Castle, was actually founded by a husband and wife from Houston, and that they were architects that lived in River Oaks... And they would vacation in Ireland, and part of what they would do is they would buy barrels of uh, single malt Irish whiskey. Now, most Irish whiskey is going to be a blend, but there's a component of single malt and single grain blended together. So this would be the single malt component that they would buy. And uh, people started really liking it, and they decided that they were going to start bottling them and selling them as an actual product. And that's now grown into a bigger distributing company called Castle Brands. Cool. But, Very. Uh, you know, it's a great whiskey. I didn't want to come up here and bring Jameson or Bushmills that I'm sure you've all had and everyone's <laughs> known mm-hmm. about. Uh, the fact that we can come in and kind of bring in something a little unique, a little bit different. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, Talk about it. Talk about Irish whiskey and the fact that the Irish actually invented whiskey. They did. They did. God bless
1: you, Irishmen. Yeah. Are you Irish? I am. I was thinking maybe. My grandparents light hair, came over. Hide uh, eyes.
2: Came over uh, almost, uh, see, probably about 90 years ago. Okay, so I'm. Wow. Both yeah.
1: Both sides?
2: Yeah, I'm second generation American. Awesome. So, yeah. And well, my grandmother's still kicking she's 102. she is God it's the whiskey uh, it's the whiskey did she drink the whiskey <laughs> she was more of an absolute drinker okay right. well but yeah. sure there you go and uh, <laughs> my grandfather and father were whiskey drinkers and awesome
0: by default i am too of course well, well we're gonna going to put your pick we're going to take your picture later and we're mm-hmm. going to put it on our you guys have to see how handsome he is
1: so handsome and so ironic. like he looks like a male model
0: well, you would and know. And I would know. <laughs> yeah. Someone's been drinking already, I guess. <laughs> Not at all. all right, so educate us a little bit, please. So, uh,
2: for whiskey, uh, there's a very broad category. So, obviously, we have things like bourbon uh, and, and Irish and, and scotch. And what's the difference in bourbon and whiskey? Yes, please. So, that's what we're going to kind of talk about. So, okay. Okay, whiskey good. as a whole is a giant category. Okay. And then within that, there's subcategories. Okay. So, for legal definition, to be whiskey... It's a still spirit from cereal grain, aged for a period of time in a barrel. Okay. So a period of time could be anything, literally. There's, okay. There's no saying, oh, you have to be there for a year or whatever. As long as it's, it went into a barrel and came out of a barrel, you're good. Cereal grain, anything you can make bread from. Okay. So corn, wheat, rye, barley, uh, rice. There, there, there's a whole gamut of things that you can actually make whiskey from. And then distilled. So, in, in the case of Irish whiskey, and as I said, Irish whiskey was, as far as we know, again, we they could discover something somewhere, carbon data, and it could go back even further. Mm-hmm. But they've been making whiskey for roughly uh, 600 years. Right. And we know that the Irish monks, and this is perfect for... St. Patrick's Day because St. Patrick was, you know, known to uh, chase out the um, snakes that's out right. of out of Ireland, which mm-hmm. is an island that never had snakes. Is that what he's known for? Yeah, that's how that's how he got his sainthood.
0: Sorry. Yes, ma'am.
2: Chase the snakes out of Ireland.
1: Yes. God bless him. Well,
2: well there weren't any. There was oh. any. So what so. really happened was that he was converting uh, the Celts that were a pagan.
1: Can you make sure the color of my hair is in that
0: picture? Yeah, because it's definitely blonde. <laughs> So, Sorry. I, anyway, so
2: they convert. He converted. Uh, he did basically. He did Christian mission work and converted okay. Celts into Christians. Okay. So, uh, what we know is at the time that um, if you went to the monasteries, the monks were making beer. Okay. And if you imagine being a monk in Ireland in the 1400s, and you wanted to go out and try to to take what was been considered barbarians and convert them into civilized people, you'd probably want to take your, your beer with you. Right. I would think. Yeah. So there was no refrigeration. So imagine being in a climate that's kind of warm and... Hot beer's not so good. Well, it doesn't last very long either.
1: Hmm. So they
2: hadn't learned how to preserve beer yet. Okay. So they started to distill it. And what you would do is that you add heat to the beer, and you're separating the alcohol from the water. Alcohol evaporates about 72 degrees. Water at 100 degrees, so you run it through the still, and you're stripping out the water and getting the alcohol. You condense it, you know. And then they put it into a barrel, because a barrel is how you transported things. Uh Glass had not been invented yet. So think about that. Glass bottles didn't exist.
1: At all.
2: At all. So So what would
1: they drink out of?
2: They would just have metal cups, so oh, kind of like your okay. tumbler over there. Okay, maybe so not quite as fancy. Old
1: school, not monogrammed.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, so what happened was was that the sitting sitting the alcohol in the barrel made it taste better. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So and they that that kind of figured itself out Did as they it went on.
0: Change the types of wood that were used to make the barrels because, like in Norway and in Scandinavia they use different woods to flavor different schnapps well i
2: don't think they had figured that quite out yet uh what happened though is that the barrels would be reused okay right so if you would imagine that they were bringing fish in a barrel to the local market and then they would need to use the barrel again it would have a real fishy smell so if you're going to put anything other than fish in there you're like well what do we do they figured out that if they burned the inside it got rid of the smell Interesting. Okay. It, the, on science side now, we know that what they were doing is that they were caramelizing the sugars. Okay. And when alcohol it sits in a barrel and it's warm, it expands and pushes into the wood. And when it's cool, it contracts. So 100% of the color you're seeing in, in whiskey comes from the barrel. Interesting. So, again, a lot of these things happen just because, well, that's it's just nothing else. Happened. Right. Now we can go back and look at it on a scientific level. And if you go to just about any distillery, they're going to have a couple scientists... On payroll, hanging out, because uh, the old-fashioned way, is smell it and taste it. Yeah, that's right. Well, now they have scientists right. can go back and say, well, no, you had the flu
0: today. You're right. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, how
1: interesting. This
0: is fascinating.
1: Okay, so to be like considered bourbon, and like what is what else is under that umbrella?
2: So you have um, obviously to be Irish whiskey. It has to be aged for a minimum of three years. Okay, it has to be made in Ireland.
1: Okay, pretty.
2: Mm. So, kind of like champagne. Ex- I mean, like, to a certain degree. Right. Uh, to be uh, scotch, it has to be made 100% in Scotland. So, start to finish, oh, including okay. aging and bottling and everything.
1: And that's technically under the whiskey umbrella. That's under whiskey also. Okay.
2: And it has to be aged for three years. Okay. To be bourbon, it has to be made from at least 51% corn. Okay. It has to be aged in a brand new charred oak barrel. It okay. has to be within certain proofs, which quite frankly it's very technical and yeah. and it doesn't really matter unless you're making it yourself yeah. but what's kind of common sense it has to be at least 80 proof in the bottle anything below 80 proof is going to be a liqueur okay All so right. that's kind of common sense uh it has to be made in the united states the bourbon does the bourbon does okay uh it has to it, it cannot have any kind of flavor additives to it so a typical question would be you know jack daniels why is jack daniels not bourbon people like oh well it's made in tennessee well no bourbon has to be made anywhere in the united states we make bourbon here in houston down the road from here Mm -hmm. they make bourbon all over texas they make in new york they make it all over the united states and in the case of jack daniels what they do is they do a charcoal mellowing so after it's been distilled and before they put it into barrel Mm -hmm. they filter it through um, uh, sugar maple charcoal Oh, and oh, so and that's
1: like an, a flavor. Well, they're actually stripping out,
2: out some flavor. So they're it's actually right. altering the flavor of the natural. But other process. than that, everything else about it's the same as bourbon. They use brand new barrels. They use Jack uh, Daniel's. Jack Daniel's. Sure. And it's called the Lincoln County process, so they basically said, "Well, you know, we could be bourbon, but now we have our own category." Right. So, let's just let's just stick keep with that going.
1: So, what for a a new whiskey drinker and all um Everything under that umbrella, like what are your top three like beginner drinks that you would suggest for a newbie?
2: Well, Napo Castle is certainly one of them, uh-huh. uh, and it was for a very long time. And then we were talking earlier about uh, Bren, so a friend of ours, Allison Patel, who owns that company. Yeah, uh, out of, it's a single malt out of France, and it's it, it's similar to this, okay. but it has a little bit more of a fruitier flavor to it. So I think it's really great for someone that wants to transition from. Vodka, rum Mm -hmm. uh, into a a brown spirit, okay, and and get into whiskey, and uh, it's aged in cognac barrels. So you get a little bit of fruitiness Mm from the cognac Mm -hmm. that kind of transfers into it. So it's not quite as harsh. No, and and to be honest with you, whiskey shouldn't be harsh. Yeah, and what you really need to do is just add a couple drops of water. Yeah, Uh, no one who makes whiskey, and you know, again, the Nimpo Castle we have is twelve years old, so they made it. Mm-hmm. Stuck it in a barrel, waited at least 12 years before they bottled it. They don't want anyone to have that bitter beer face right. reaction right. when you take it Like, like, look, I created this. And you're like, right. Ugh, ugh. You know, you're like, thanks. I love it.
0: Before we break, I have a quick question, and that is about water. Is it frowned upon with a very, very fine whiskey to serve it over ice? Consume it over ice? So, here's the thing. Um, what are the rules? My
2: mentor is very adamant about no ice whatsoever, but mm-hmm. he also lives in Scotland, mm-hmm. and he does not live in the Houston climate where well, it's 110. <laughs> uh, you know, we've already hit, what, 90 a couple times in this Mar- year? In March. Right. March and February. Spring. Yeah.
1: The first day of spring is Monday. Yeah. I know. So,
2: like So, uh, you know, if you like to drink it On on the rocks. Mm -hmm. If you like to add water to it, if you like whatever you like, Mm -hmm. you're drinking it. You're not asking me to drink it that way. Now, what I do tell people, when you're having a new whiskey or like what we're going to have probably here in a little bit, you want to be able to smell the whiskey first. Right. Because just like food or anything else, your taste comes through what you smell. Mm -hmm. And to do any of those things, you want it neat. Right. You, okay. and you may want to add a couple drops of water there is a chemical reaction that happens when you add a little water to mm-hmm. it that's going to be similar to decanting a big red wine where you're adding oxygen to it adding water to whiskey opens it up a little bit okay it also drops the, the proof in it so again when you say hey it's harsh it's not really the alcohol that's harsh you know it's the alcohol level right. the abv in it not the actual you know whiskey itself so everyone drinks whiskey at a different level. Some people want it, you know, straight from the barrel. Some people want it a little bit lower. Again, my mentor likes it around seventy-four, seventy-five ABV. Mm-hmm. So you know, below eighty. Part of his job is to blend whiskey, so he's having to nose and taste whiskeys all day. A, it helps him to have it a little bit lower ABV, so he can do his job all day. But <laughs> you know, but it also helps you to taste the actual flavors over
1: over that just
2: the alcohol you know that initial yeah. kind of hit sure that you get.
1: and we did we did a tequila tasting in mexico in january and we thought it was so interesting that they told us to not like you know how you smell wine before you drink it yeah to not do that is it the same thing with whiskey like not
2: like well there, there, there's before. a way to smell whiskey and there's a way to smell alcohol and i smell any alcohol that i have if i haven't had it before i'm always going to nose it right first. And that's just part of my training that I'm going to do it without even right, thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Mm-hmm. But the trick is that you want your mouth to be slightly parched open. And the reason is, is that the alcohol vapors go in through your nose, and if your mouth is shut, they stay right in, in, in your nose membrane. Oh. So what happens is, is that it's much like cleaning your house with bleach. You know how you smell bleach sure. the rest of the day, right? Yeah. So if you have your mouth open, the alcohol vapors go in your nose and out through your mouth.
1: Okay. So so you're not going to singe the
2: membrane. So you're going to be able to continue to smell.
1: All very interesting. That is fascinating. You
0: know when I'm this quiet, (laughs) I'm interested. (laughs) This is fascinating. We're going to be back in a minute. Yes, we are. And we're going to learn more about whiskey. That's right, Bill. With our very special guest, Mike Raymond. That's right. From Reserve 101. Come right back. We're going to have a drink.